Yo, 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 welcome one and all to the Secret Crisis Podcast, the latest nerdy talk show to cruise through the multiverse and right onto your listening device. I'm your co-host, Chris Markland. And I'm Jaden Jones. And today we're going to be diving into one of my favorite, most dearest comic book characters in both Marvel and DC by the name of Peter Parker otherwise known as Spider-Man, Spider-Man, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. So <laughs> for those of you who don't know, Spider-Man 3, uh, which is a, what they're calling the sequel to Spider-Man Homecoming and Spider-Man Far From Home, the third Tom Holland-centric Spider-Man film, has just started production, just going into filming. They're f- filming right now, I believe, in London, Earth. I forget where, but it just started filming and a lot of news has dropped on it. And I felt that this was the perfect time for us to unpack and just talk about like MCU Spider-Man and our Mm -hmm. sort of identification with Spider-Man overall. So Jaden, like me, you grew up with Spider-Man. What are your thoughts on the character? What are your thoughts on the character? What does the character mean to you? For me, um, like you mentioned, I grew up on it. Uh, my, I, I see it's interesting. Um, because I'll, I'll put this in. Uh, I was introduced to Spider Man was the first hero. Um, along with Batman, both they were both put introduced to me at the same time. That's why when people really? ask me, which, yeah, yeah, it was exactly the, the same time. Yeah, yeah, they were the first. Yeah, the the both the both characters were introduced to me at the very same time. So that's why I've they. It's very difficult for me to say. Oh, Marvel or DC, because like they, I was introduced to both worlds at the exact same time. So yeah, like literally, yeah. people presented me with a book, like a little comics, like. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Uh, That's I, interesting because a lot of people's introduction to superheroes is through Superman. That's very interesting. Yeah. No. Oh, I didn't. I did not get into Superman until. What was it? Uh, you no, know, I think it was um, Justice League. Yeah, the show. Yeah, yeah, the animated show. When, really? Where I fr- yeah, yeah. Where I first uh, got, I was introduced to his character, and I actually saw it for the first time. And then after, I went and actually, I would, I, I, I went, I went online and I would see other things and I would see comics and whatnot. But until then, until that time and period, I well, mostly. Who, who was that guy in the blue tights? In the, with yeah. The <laughs> yeah. Kind of odd, like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if this character has the roots to catch on, you know? This Superman. <laughs> the Superman guy. <laughs> yeah, I was, I, I was, I was, that's why I'm, 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 I'm a Batman guy because that, that, that was my first. But, um, yeah, so on a Spider-Man, I, Spider-Man to me has, well, at least how, like first, well, my first iteration other than the comic was um, the 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 um, Tobey Maguire um, original Spider-Man movie. I, I remember it was. Uh, mm-hmm. um, so my bro, my my god, my god brother, he, uh, we were back in the day when we were um, um, when you were younger. We would go to over our, to our godparents' house for like Wednesday. Uh, Bible study, um, the type of uh, type thing, or you, yeah, yeah, I guess that's you could call it that. And um, after the main session, we'd go downstairs and we would chill. We would do kind of like a youth type thing for because my, me and my sister would do that, and that's where they would kind of do like a it's kind of Sunday school type of thing, but it, it, it's just that youth hangout kind of type thing, and they would entertain us and 
play games or watch stuff or do cool stuff. And so my uh, my godbrother, uh, one one time um, after um, that night, uh, that Wednesday night, had given me the um, the I I I, I think I, I'm not sure if you. I think it was, no, yeah, I think uh, I had said that I was, like, bored or something, or, like, yeah, I, I was, I just was looking for something, and he was, like, oh, he gave it, he gave this to me, um, I, with uh, a couple other movies as well, I think he gave me two, both the first, number one, uh, and two, um, of the Spider-Man movies, um, of the DVDs, and so, um, I got to watch that, and I, I, actually, I still have, I never actually gave that back, I was supposed to borrow it, I never gave that back, actually, um, he never asked me for it again, uh, so, uh, I, that was my first iteration, where I was introduced to the character, um, now, for, I, for me, Spider-Man has been, someone I can relate to in terms of, like, the, young the obviously because I, i'm young and whatnot the young hip I, I like the idea of oh he's trying to um look just the grind of his character oh he's in high school or he's or sometimes he's in college or whatever like he, he's in some type of school while also having to take care of his his parents not only his grandparents um i know they don't you know on his aunt and uncle yes and sorry yes not his grandparents his, his aunt, um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He has to take care of his aunt, and uh, while still maintaining also his job at the same time, and just that that grind of his character, and then all, all, all and given all of that, he still has to maintain a personal life, and also uh, like you know, like you know, chasing the girls and doing all types of stuff, chasing MJ. I I I love that grind of his character, um, and and still being a uh, a a superhero in in that sense of that responsibility it was it felt a lot more um real to me uh, yeah. yeah it felt yeah. real to me then um nothing that the other characters don't other other heroes don't have that element but Spider-Man to me what uh, especially as the first one I was introduced to felt a lot more relatable as it was the Peter Parker aspect it wasn't just even Spider-Man Spider-Man looked dope as well it, it's funny I, I I actually am scared of spiders I don't I have a fear of spiders <laughs> but I love Spider-Man it's fantastic <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I mean like yeah, maybe so, if yeah. he was like a giant like humanoid man spider you might feel differently but <laughs> yes exactly mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so I, I I like I like Spider-Man um and uh, I it, it is mean a lot to me over the years I mean I've seen different iterations the the spectacular Spider-Man TV show to uh, Ultimate Spider-Man and other movies yes yes exactly um and 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 the um the um just kind of like these Ultimate Spider-Man Avengers Avengers Assembled and all the different um, little shows that they've had over the years um I'm those seen through that um that I've uh, got to see which has, has been great and I've got to know the character I've read plenty of comics um over the time so it has been uh, um it, I I I've, it'll forever be like those again both characters are going to both Batman and Spider-Man will forever be mine um, I love some that's not going anywhere. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting because for me, like Spider-Man and to a to a, an extent Batman have been 
two of those characters who have always sort of been ingrained in my mind. Like, it's very hard for me to look back at, like, a particular point where it was like, oh, this was my first exposure to Spider-Man. This is where I realized that, that was a character. I guess some on some level, I feel like I've always sort of kind of knew that they existed. Like, with Superman, like, I distinctly remember, like, being introduced to the concept of superheroes in general through, like, I think, like, someone gave me a coloring book or something. Yeah, yeah. coloring book. Yeah. Those I were got the, those. Yeah. Those were the best. Those were the best. And then, like, <laughs> when I was older, they I, I saw the Justice League coloring book in Dollarama. And, like, from <laughs> then on, it just, like, it just, like, was a runaway freight train <laughs> <laughs> of, like, obsession with superheroes. But, like, for me, Spider-Man, like, the earliest memory I can think of is maybe when I was four or five, uh, one year for my birthday, where I think I received a Spider-Man birthday card from somebody. And it was like, I don't remember exactly what it said, but I remember distinctly, like, it was like this weird character on it with like this, like, whose face was entirely covered in this mask. And he had like big bulgy eyes. And like, he had this weird, like... Mm -hmm. (laughs) white fluid coming out of his wrist i was like who the heck is this guy (laughs) (laughs) from then on it just like i was fascinated with the look of the character but the more i was the older i got and the more i was exposed to like his stories the more fascinated i became with the man behind the mask like i feel like as a kid i didn't really appreciate spider-man as much like i always thought he was cool but Mm -hmm. It wasn't until, like, I reached a certain age where I really started to realize what made the character special. Because, like, even from his inception, like, way back in the 1960s, the idea of having, like, a teenage, a comic book centered around a teenage protagonist superhero who is, like, at the forefront, who is, like, constantly, like, battling evils of, like, all shapes and sizes, like, that was not really a thing. Like, sure, teenagers were in comic books. They mm-hmm. they were pretty entrenched in comic books. Like, yeah. he had Superman with his pal, like, Jimmy Olsen, who was, like, <laughs> who was just, like, this... It, from, like, the 1940s to, like, the 1970s, he was pretty much just, like, this annoying kid who was always, like, pal around with Superman. And it's like, oh, Jimmy, like... He's like, ah, Jimmy's in trouble again. He was, like, the male Lois Lane. And, like, you had Batman and Robin. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. Batman and Robin, which is like really, Robin was really the first teenage superhero, I would say. And from then on, that's pretty much where it went. Like you had like variations of like the Robin slash Jimmy Olsen dynamic. You had um that, uh, what Johnny Thunder from the uh, the Justice Society of America, who like was this little tag along character who was like with the all the adults, and mm-hmm. like you, you had variations of that. But Spider Man was the first instance where it's a teenager in the fourth thought in the forefront it's now you're no longer the ride-along character now you are the protagonist character and that's why i feel like spider-man has people have gravitated so much towards spider-man and why he has endured so much time like why he's been able to stand the test of time because like spider-man is essentially like the quintessential the archetypal everyman superhero like He's the archetypal everyman who, like, is designed for readers to relate to him. And that's why we have so many, like, similar characters who are, like, working the same, like, high school superhero dynamic now. Like, we have, like, uh, Danny Phantom, very much Peter Park, 
Peter Parker, similar dynamic, like Static Shock, very Peter Parker, similar, even though they have their differences, like they built their bones on that, like sort of Spider-Man archetype. Like we're seeing the teenage superhero who the reader can see this superhero world through their eyes. And I just thought that like Spider-Man is the best character to execute that. And like, whether we're talking about like Peter Parker or like even now, whether we're talking about like say Miles Morales, who has recently come into prominence with Into the Spider-Verse and with like the his resurgence in the comics. And like, he's become a very well-rounded, very like, very intriguing character in his own right. So yeah, I feel like Spider-Man definitely has a special place in my heart giving me character and i also really like (laughs) one of the other more like unconventional aspects of the whole spider-man character is the constant like self-deprecating like (laughs) just like (laughs) like neurotic nature of peter parker as a character like dude is constantly like plagued with like self-doubt and like guilt Mm -hmm. and he's like he is the ultimate millennial superhero just like oh i'm constantly bogged down by the burdens of like the choices that i make and like by like never being able to live up to anybody's expectations and it's like dude gets screwed no matter what he does like he tries to do good j jonah jameson's constantly blathering about him "Ah, spider-man's been like like, every single time ends up missing a date with mary jane or like ends up like like, missing his big math test or whatever it's like guy cannot catch a break like Mm-hmm. For me, that's one of the most like relatable aspects of Peter Parker. Because like whenever I see Peter Parker like getting like getting like given a hard time by Flash Thompson or like getting like chewed out by like his boss Jano Jonah Jameson, which is also very ironic that like he has to like take pictures for the very same guy who was like mm-hmm. bad mouthing him in the news. It's something very like yeah, right? mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, Stan Lee, man, Stan Lee, man. Like yeah. who would have yeah. thought that like this guy could create such an enduring character who still rings true to readers today i feel like that's such speaks so much of a testament to like the writing prowess of like even in the 60s they knew even in the 60s they knew so moving into the whole like spider-man theme of this episode Jaden, you recently for the first time saw far from home the sequel to spider-man homecoming so I personally have some very strong opinions about the Tom Holland iteration mm-hmm. of Spider-Man and the MCU version of Spider-Man overall. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I am very, I'm very mixed on it right now. Like when they first mm-hmm. introduced him in Spy- in a uh, Captain America Civil War, I was hyped. I was like, mm-hmm. yes, like finally after all these years of internet rage and like (laughs) whining and complaining Mm -hmm. about like spider-man not being in the mcu like Mm -hmm. sony and disney having this like perpetual like (laughs) perpetual like codpiece measuring contest which they're Mm -hmm. still in to this day like Mm -hmm. this constant tug of war of like we don't watch you spider-man and oh we need spider-man in the mcu and like now they finally rectified that with civil war i was so excited to see him and i was so I was so pleased with his depiction in Civil War. Like, for me, like, that was the perfect Spider-Man. Like, the perfect blend of the sort of, like, the nerdy, like, awkward, 
but still like good-hearted nature of the Tobey Maguire films with the charismatic, more quippy, more like thinking on his feet, more intellectual Peter Parker that came from the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies, which for me, Andrew Garfield is my personal favorite Spider-Man, which I could get into that later on. I know that it's not necessarily the most popular opinion, but Andrew Garfield is definitely my favorite. But for me, Tom Holland in that first Civil War movie perfectly blended the two elements into this like amazing marriage of the two. And yeah, I just really liked his, I just really liked his depiction in Civil War. But when you got into Homecoming, looking back, I felt like they leaned a little too much into like the character was a little too dependent on Tony Stark, as many people have pointed out late. I didn't like how much he depended on that stupid AI that he had in his suit. Um, well, it wasn't Edith. It was something else. Like, <laughs> ironically, enough, I think it was Karen or something. Like, Karen, I think so. Uh, yeah. I, I yeah. Like know. his name, Karen, the, which like, if you were to make up that movie today, like that would be sacrilege to call it that name. But like, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah that's I don't know, like, yeah, that stupid Karen AI that was like following him around for that whole movie, and he was so reliant on the Stark tech, and he had that that like Spider-Man drone, and he had those different web shooter combinations. But for me, the charming aspect of Spider-Man's character is that he is a self-made superhero. Like he made that suit himself. Dude built his own web shooters, and I know that Tom Holland did build his own web shooters, but like Tony Stark still upgraded him. Tony Stark still like gave him the classic Spider-Man's suit like he's still like basically like everything about his character was like dependent on tony stark and like mind you there were, were a lot of aspects of that movie that i liked there were a lot of things in that movie that i found positive but overall it wasn't exactly i felt like he wasn't exactly the spider-man yet but for the first movie look before far from home came out i was like all right all right He's not exactly on that Spider-Man level that I wanted him to be at yet, but it's just the first movie. If they knock it out of the park with the second movie, then I'll be able, then we'll be off to the races. Then I'll be able to, then I'll be able to get fully get behind it. But then we went into Far From Home and that led to a whole other thing. So Jaden, what were your thoughts on Far From Home? Uh, I, you know, I thought it was, I thought it was entertaining. I thought it was entertaining. Yes. Uh, I I was um hmm. yeah. It, it threw me for a couple loops. There there were some things that I didn't quite see coming. Uh, it was when it, it was good. It was great at least for me. I I great to be back into the MCU world for me. It was it's it's been a while. Uh, so it was great to see that. Uh, I. I did, I did like the uh, the throughout the movie. I thought that they were very consistent with relating how um, Tony Stark, um, Tony Stark, the fallout of um, Endgame, and how Tony Stark, um, the um, uh, Steve Rogers, and uh, the. Uh, Natasha. Uh, yeah, it really touched on like the big hole that's been left in the MCU since like all those characters have been gone. Which yeah. to me, that aspect of the movie is both both a positive and a negative for me. But yeah, go on. 
Yeah, I, I I enjoyed that. I thought that the one I was quite shocked, and I'm glad they ta- I glad they put that in was how after the what do they call it the snap or the the um the the phasing away or something like that like yeah I think like they call it, I forget what they call it the the fade or something but I know like they called like when everybody came back that was the blip. Wait. Yeah, the blue. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yes. When um everybody could come back, it had been five years later, and but when they, but no one had a, they hadn't aged yet. Like the kids that came back, like were like sixteen, are still sixteen five years later, and yeah. how. Like their people got their little brothers, their little brothers or little siblings are five years older than them, or or, or like, like are three years older than them at, at this point. It's like whoa, yeah, which like sets up a lot of awkward situations. Like there, there are all these like internet threads and like Reddit threads online of like just logical nature of like what would happen if like people disappeared for five years and then came back without having age. It's like. What if someone, what if like someone's husband or wife got snapped away and they decided to remarry? And then five years later, their husband or wife comes back and is like, uh, um, like, uh, uh, you're in my bed, bro. <laughs> or like, well, like, I saw this one where it was like, what if like someone, what if people got like snapped away while they were on a plane? It's like when they get blipped back, or do they come back like, Mid-air, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yo. That's the. You see, like though that those the, that stuff is really interesting to me, and I thought that that was a really great. Like, I mean, them the, the montage that they showed of like the different scenarios. Some of them that were were pretty funny, uh. But yeah, I I enjoy the aspect of them um touching on the real effect. Of the how that would the the whole blip um, would um, affect everybody, um, I I thought it was um, now okay now this comes into the other side of it um, um, okay uh, no first before I get that I, I have other things I can say um, I enjoyed though I think they went too much I I I didn't like the whole thing with him trying he just wanted to be a normal teenager. I like that. I, I, I thought that was I thought that was believable. Again, like Peter Parker is uh, what sixteen, I think. Sixteen, I'm assuming. I'm um, sixteen. Sixteen and seventeen around the point of that movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Um, he um, six, sixteen year old again. Like I, he's just practically my around my age. Um, uh, I, I was just sixteen, like just a year ago. Like that's I I, I understand. Just wanted to be normal. I, I I get that, and so I I thought that I I thought that the the movie did a good job at least conveying that, showing that Peter Parker's desire just to be normal. Like after yeah. he you know, he's done just he he just finished saving the world, the well not the world, the universe. Uh, just finished the universe uh, with the Avengers. And and the rest of the and team. It's like okay, yeah. Now I just want to like go out and like have fun with my friends, and you know. I yeah. feel I will say that the movie does have some deeper implications with like sort of Peter Parker trying to like run from the trauma of his mentor and like idol basically dying in front of him. And like 
it really, really... I thought that there were some parts where they addressed, like, the PTSD of that scenario well. But mm-hmm. we'll get deeper into that later on. Yeah, yeah. The, that, uh, so, yeah, the, the, those those are the things I like. The MJ thing. I, I, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I, I thought that I, was... I like them bad. together. I like them together yeah. both in the context of the movie and, to be honest, in real life. Like, any... Like, it doesn't matter for me at this point. It does not matter how bad your show is. Like I sat through three episodes of Euphoria, even though I can't stand that show. Like I get, I will admit that Euphoria is well written, it's well directed, well executed, but I just can't get behind it, man. It's way too depressing for me. Like <laughs> it's way too much of a downer. But like that's a whole other thing. But Zendaya is what kept me around. Like <laughs> you could toss Zendaya and everything, and I will be in like if yeah, you put Zendaya yeah on riverdale i might actually watch it if, yeah. if, you, put, if you put zendaya on something like uh like a on a as the host of tmz or something then i would watch that garbage like yeah. zendaya literally makes everything better but yeah i really like the relationship in the film i thought that they the two actors had a lot of chemistry and like even though there were a lot of aspects that didn't quite work for me, like that, their relationship dynamic was definitely a strong point. Yeah, I see. Okay, see, I yeah, I I, I enjoyed that. I mean, it's something that, again. I really thought what you said. Like, I I love Zendaya. Like Zendaya is amazing. Any role that she gets, I I've, no, it's nothing against her. It's not that I don't. I I don't. I I. It's not that I hate her as an actress. I just it's and then they come on and her have great chemistry. Yeah, they did. They she did great job. I, I did think it was a bit weird of the the picture of MJ being kind of a gothish type individual, like very dark. Like a lot of times she used dark humor, which is weird. But like I, I'm like okay, fine. cracking Like it was a bit odd. She did it a, a lot of times. Like really brought up a lot of depressing. Like thoughts of like Venice, like okay, that's that, that's Gen that's Gen Z humor in a nutshell right there. Like <laughs> me, I was all for like the, 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 like in the first one they, when they were like at the when they were like at the Washington Monument and she didn't want to go inside. I was like, yeah, I don't want to be somewhere that was like built by slaves. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, the, the, yeah, Gen Gen humor. That's true. Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was funny. It it was funny. Um, I, I mean, it was still funny. Well, I, I just like, was, I, well, I, I get, I depiction of I do get what you're saying because that is kind of kind of a departure from the way that Mary Jane was in the comics, which she may or may not be based on. Like, she may or may not be based. For me, I judge like MJ as like her own separate entity. I try not to like compare her to Mary Jane. Why? Mostly because Wait, like mostly because I'm very hot and cold with Mary Jane as a character overall. So for me, like, Mary Jane is not exactly an essential Spider-Man love interest for me. Like, in the comics, definitely she is. Like, she's his, like, ride or die, even though they've been, like, not married for some time and only are just now getting back together. But, like, she's never really been on the same level as, say, like, Superman and Lois Lane or, like, Batman and Catwoman. Or like, like she's always there. Like she's always. I enjoy her character at times, but I just don't feel like 
she's she's not as important to me as a reader as like I'm not as invested in the relationship as other people are like I see the appeal of it but I'm not as invested so for me MJ I Mm. don't really have a problem with that yeah but I get why you do yeah it's yeah it's not I don't it's something I guess I just did it I was like okay like it was just weird to me I was like that 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 doesn't seem the dark humor again. I got Gen Z, the true, like it's very true. <laughs> the dark humor again, I get that. I just didn't think that's more, more you could say. Um, when I think of MJ, I'm like, um, my Mary Jane, I'm like, oh, like that she's into that type of thing. I'm like, oh, okay, but I was like, whatever, okay, sure, go on. Um, so other than that, uh, I now this is where the other, this is where it is kind of changes uh well you talked about before i didn't like how they kept looming over the um uh, to, the legacy of tony stark over his head i didn't like that i, I was yeah. like okay it, it just like it's like every every second bam bam just come looming it over as if that and okay i will i don't want to diminish and i know some people I mean, a lot of people disagree with this um that um i, I don't want to diminish to say that um, Tony Stark, uh, de- like Tony, definitely was. Uh, I guess not only emotionally invested, but I think he definitely saw a lot of potential in um, Parker as a as a one as a person and as a hero and as a future man of someone he could be better. Um, um, to 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 be better as a as, as a man, I, I definitely see that. Um, however, I don't think that. Like him being giving him Edith and everything, I, I didn't hate that. That was so irresponsible. I'm sorry. It was, was it, irresponsible. It, it was, it was irresponsible. Tony like, Stark has ever made. Like Tony Stark has made a lot of irresponsible decisions in his day. It's true. Everybody yeah. knows this. A lot yeah. of irresponsible decisions. But leaving a, a artificial what, what, intelligence, intelligence with access that can to control satellites <laughs> from space. <laughs> that with, with like drones. access to drone technology that can like destroy a city in a matter of hours in the hands of a 15 year old boy <laughs> ridiculous ridiculous yeah yeah no that was that was definitely irresponsible i i, I was like yeah that's not exactly the, the wisest decision you it's mean not even like he doesn't have anyone else that he could trust like he could have given it to roadie you could have given it to like like you could have left it with jarvis until he finds someone worthy you could have even given it to happy hogan with no complaint how about your wife pepper Potts? don't you think she runs your company better than you do i'm pretty sure she can handle edith like yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I see what they were going for. I see what they were going for in terms of the, like Peter Parker, just as a person. I don't think he's like he's not an. I mean, he is impulsive to 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 degree, um. But he is definitely more mature than uh, more teenagers. I think so. Um, oh, like, yeah. Then, oh, yeah. um, so I, I, it's not saying that he's not like, oh, he's just like, just your ramak teen that's just going to like, oh, he's not just some schmuck who got like thrust upon him. No, yeah, like, no, he, he's not, he's not, that's not who he, he is. Uh, and I mean, he almost killed his, can he almost killed us? Like, uh, <laughs> uh that was my accent though. He, he, just, he was like, get what he was saying, and I was like, you should not. That is not how you should phrase it. Like I know, I knew exactly. I was like, that is not. 
what she means by target. Like, you no, know, you have to be a lot more specific than that. And no, that, that was bad. And I, 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 I got, I got that. But he definitely was. I, he should have, he should have given him like these safeguards, bro. Like, like he, yeah. you know. <laughs> Like, at least safeguards, you know, oh, not access to, like, the military, no, like, beyond military, the um, space uh, uh, force of, like, satellites with drones, like, like you, you mentioned. Those, or, like, those maybe set him drones. up for training. Maybe set him up for, like, uh, training so that he knows how to work the system so that, like, in time, if he has enough, like, if he has enough, like, taking enough either craft crash courses he can actually mm-hmm. like have the freedom to use it yeah like like, like so, some type of like preliminary uh like yeah safeguards like not access to 100 percent just give it like, to him and be like hey these glasses hold the keys to like basically all of mankind so like here you go have fun <laughs> like Okay, whoa! I'm like, no, 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 like, no, no. I'm like, okay, you can give him. I'm, I'm not. I don't have a problem with the hacking stuff. Like, yeah, I was like, oh, that's cool. That's that's a cool thing. That's Awfully cool. convenient. Yeah. Um. But like the the software suit and whatnot. I I wouldn't. I would again. I don't have a problem with that type of stuff. But the other stuff. Ooh. That was, yeah. That's not. That is very irresponsible. I'm not surprised that. I'm surprised that. <laughs> That Nick Fury wasn't seem very comfortable with that. Like, well, I mean, but then again, that Nick Fury was a scroll, so pretty oh, much yeah. no decision that he makes in that movie is valid. Like, true. yeah, true, true, true. Yeah, right. I was like, really? Are you there? Which for me <laughs> is one of the most like, what the like, Nick Fury? Many Marvel movie ever, where like you find out that like Nick Fury and um uh agent hiller scrolls and like yeah. the real nick fury is on some like yeah. space station somewhere just like watching over us it's like what the what like what what is going on yeah <laughs> yeah no yeah exactly uh yeah the i mean like uh, if they were setting up trying to set up like secret invasion or something that would make sense but like he wasn't even <laughs> a prisoner like <laughs> yeah you know he was just chilling in his virtual uh, like little luau like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> on the beach somewhere. Yeah. Like so like, I finished my thoughts on it. Um I I thought that the yes, that the like the Tony legacy thing I didn't I though I value I, I do value it to a point. I don't the point that they were just constantly lugging him over with it. I what I did like was how happy asked him the question is um what does he want? And what does he want as a person, and in his future, and just who does he want to be? And he was saying, "No, you don't have to. You aren't, and you can't be Tony Stark. You can't be." And I, exactly, like no, a lot and of you probably shouldn't that. be. Yeah, no, you have to be. You have to be Peter Parker, and I think I think that he can definitely. Yo. Take those aspects of um Tony Stark. You know, I mean, I, I, I have no problem with the. I don't have a problem with the um the have him having that access to his tech. I'm like, well, that, that doesn't like harm. There's no harm with that. Yo, he can have the best tech you can possibly have. Like, not to the point as he was in the per- the previous movie where he relied too much on the tech. I'm just means in yeah. terms of like manufacturing, like the yeah, the, the but like, if you stuff. have access to that tech, there's no reason why he wouldn't use it. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Like, I like to make a good make a good suit. Like, who who wouldn't want to do that to have good fabric and whatnot? But yeah, for sure, have that for protection and stuff. Um, so um, I, I had no problem with that. The the other aspects, the, the thing about them, the whole the, the multiverse, the kind of the supposed multiverse, and then kind of that was the most hilarious that. thing. <laughs> that was one of really... the funniest reveals I have ever heard in my life because it capitalized. On the over analytic, like <laughs> overthinking nature of nerd culture. Like, yeah, really they relied bad. on the multiverse so heavily on the promotional material for that movie. Like in every single trailer, they were mentioning the multiverse, and like you're getting all these, like, you're getting like all these, like, screen rant and like bleeding cool, all these, like, websites that are like theorizing <laughs> about, oh, what does this mean for the MCU? And like, is it, is there gonna do, be like connecting to Spider Verse? Is there going to be like a connection? Like, well, what is, what does this mean? Like, but like, really, just like, no, that's <laughs> yeah, gotcha. Like, <laughs> like, the multiverse. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. I was like, Ridiculous. Bro, like, you, they did not just do that. Like, wow. <laughs> He's like, oh, what, what was it? Oh, his name. Uh, the the guy Beck? that's Mysterio. Back, yeah, back, back was <laughs> in back. Yeah, he was. It's like, easy to fool people, people when they're already fooling themselves. Yeah, but apparently, apparently something stupid is the multiverse was uh, exactly what everyone was um, convenient, what everyone would actually believe these days. I don't know why, but okay. <laughs> I feel like people will believe that because that's their way of being like, well, if there's an alternate universe out there, maybe there's some universe where like our entire way of life wasn't completely destroyed by some purple alien with like a Darwinism complex who thought it was a good idea to wipe out half <laughs> of humanity. Like, yeah, precisely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I mean that is not so. Uh, it, I mean it isn't. It isn't that far, far off. <laughs> Given that we we already know they're alternate realities to some degree. Um, the I mean that's what the reality stone is to, or timelines. Yeah, we already know that. Yeah, there's so. alternate. There's alternate. I really side. Note, I really liked how they did time travel and Endgame. Like, yeah, 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 it is a little confusing when, like, you get into the ending with, like, well, how is Steve Rogers able to come back if, like, it's all alternate timelines? But I think that's a more, like, well, maybe not accurate because, like, time travel at this point in time is not, you know, possible. But, like, mm-hmm. I, it, if time travel were to exist, I feel like that's how it would work. That, like, no, it's not like you could go back in time and, like, meet your great-grandfather and, like, stop Marty McFly yourself out of existence. Like, that wouldn't be... Like, if that was the case, then, like, history would just, like, constantly be in a constant state of flux with, like, everybody going back in time. Because, like, if that were the case, you would basically have to, like, go back... If you were to somehow go back in time, you would have to, like, basically, like bury yourself underground and like just sit there with like your hands over your ears until like time just catches up with you to avoid making any changes and even doing that would probably cause changes but <laughs> yeah like the there are so many iterations of different time travel models but uh the two different shows like um, i mean doctor who has done Oh my gosh, so many! <laughs> I don't know if you watched it, but uh, Doctor Who, um, every every there are a lot of shows I've done. I mean, practically every mainstream show is probably dabbling 
tell Tantrilla at some point. Um, but uh, one that you talked about, like going back in time, like the simple model is going back in time. If you change something that not, not doesn't create a new timeline, that's a more like different type, but like just logically speaking, if you go back in time, if uh, about like what, like a, a year, like if I go back in time and and, and I would go to like a certain event that me and you are at, that I would go. There are going to be two versions: the version that existed in that timeline, in in that at that point in time, and then the me from the future. And I could go meet myself, or I could like go knock myself out and then go and go change some things or something like that, or, or so stuff like that. Like, yeah, because, the, like that's a, then that's a causality loop because like then it's like, well, if you never went back in time in the first place to do that, that wouldn't have happened. But if that didn't happen, then why would the future you have a reason to go back in time in the first place? It doesn't work. It does not yeah, work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he, 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 you're all right about that. That it does create that uh, that type of thing. Or again, I get the, the, the loopholes to some degree. The, the timeline thing, in terms of creating another timeline, when you when you change something, it doesn't erase what happened in. It doesn't necessarily erase your history per se. It, what it does, it create an entirely new timeline. More the hope of that that whole sort of uh, world does not. Um, happen. Like, I've seen it with uh, with Dragon Ball. Does it? Um, Dragon Ball has uh, that's the well, yeah, yeah, that's the form of the uh, more or less the form of time travel. Um, that yeah, it's uh, like that. It's like that episode world. of Community with the alternate timelines. <laughs> 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 yeah, that was yeah, that was pretty good, bro. Jeez, uh, easily the best the, episode. The dark timelines. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Though that's the that is more the I would think the the most unconsequential type of um um time travel that I've I've seen. Uh, there there, there were there were some others. I've uh, Doctor Who has done like so many of them that I sometimes think in my mind is kind of like forgets them. But I better if I go back and there probably people have done videos on it. I know they have. And, videos on everything um so i probably can find a list of the different versions of them and and sift through them but from on the top of my head those are the types that they did that and so like the mcu did did, did. i think that was the best way that they could i i i, I agreed with that i think that, that, that made sense in terms of like the steve rogers going into another timeline um I'm, i i i get what the question people ask him Okay, but like if it was another, if it's a separate timeline that he, he goes and creates, then it makes sense. Like I don't, I don't think that it's unreasonable because because he wasn't there, right? Like remember, he's he's supposed to be quote unquote dead, right? Like I know, at, but like if he could, I, I think the question that people are asking is like if he created another timeline by like going back in time and staying after the war, then shouldn't he be in that timeline like right now? Like you would have to use like an infinity stone or some like other sort of technology in order to even get to this timeline. Is the question yeah. that I think people are talking about. Okay, yes. And, and that's true. Yeah, I I don't I don't exactly know. I I'm assuming he pretty probably used that um some type of technology to get back to that timeline after um i don't know peggy died or something i don't know like i'm, I'm assuming that's that's my guess my best guess i'm not i'm not an expert uh-huh. on that but but i i think that that was their their goal and in, in doing that okay yes uh so yeah i all right I so did... back to spider-man <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is spider-man uh the 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 version that yeah dabbling with the multiverse what they did was a cool um 
I, I, I thought that was a cool, funny, like a cool little thing. of the hand, if you will. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, that definitely fooling all the nerds. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Um, uh, but how it how it all ended that was uh interesting. I Mysterio is a villain. See, initially, obviously, knowing Mysterio, if you know anything about um, um Spider Man um villains, you obviously know Mysterio is one of the villains. Um, yeah. one of the most tricky villains to deal with because he's he's he deals dabbles in illusions. And so yeah. I thought I was thinking, oh yeah, well, well, what, where's these illusions? I'm like, I was I was already skeptical of him. I am I don't trust him, but I was just I was like, well, I don't. Okay, like I, I don't see any of that, and there wasn't any indication. Now, there were some other things that he kind of said, and different things that like, kind of struck me as like, huh? Like, really? Yeah, like, like what I loved is that, like, they gave him like the quintessential, like, uh, cliche superhero backstory of, oh, I'm a hero from another earth, and I watched my family die right in front of me, and like. <laughs> They gave him all like the cliche cheesy lines when he was fighting those like element monsters. He's like, "This is for my family." It's like, <laughs> it's just, like I could see, I could see the like Quentin Beck just like in behind the scenes somewhere, just like hamming it up, being like, "All right, this is what the vast story the people want to see." Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. They they definitely really drummed up that. Um that our archetype um, superhero backstory for sure uh they that yeah i i think yeah i from the very beginning i didn't i didn't trust him i mean he gained i i started to be more comfortable with him um as it went on now they did in, a good job with that yeah um now when it, it all switched and all was revealed, I was like, whoa, I did not. Because all of that looked, I was like, dude, how could you replicate that? How could you trick that? It's like, bro, with the drone, like, whoa, that's crazy. It was yeah, all that, that drone thing is like where you get to the point where I'm like, ah, I don't know about that. Like, <laughs> be able to do that much amount of damage, be able to like simulate like such like elemental forces of nature with drones i'm kind of like eh. i mean create the visuals with the create the visuals but not i mean necessarily... if you could create the visuals sure it's just like yeah, i'm with the effect the magnitude yeah yeah the after effects yeah no uh yeah i thought see now see the thing that was weird to me was that when he went into when he took out the lava monster those so are the fire elemental um quote unquote i'm doing this quote unquote um uh Air quotes actually for the listeners. Um, <laughs> fire elemental. Uh, he, I was like, oh, so he's gonna self destruct. Like he's gonna do like a soul, like you know, like his own. Um, <laughs> he, uh, what, what's it called? Big Bang explosion? No, no. <laughs> Sorry, that's it. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's just gonna do his like, explosive self-destructive move, and uh, that was because that's what he looked like he was gonna do, um, and take out the monster with him. Um, but he didn't, he didn't die, which is weird. I'm like, uh, it was not real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but we, that was that was weird to me. I was like, well, hmm, like that's that, he made it seem like he was doing that. I'm like. Okay, but it's self-destruct. You die. Like you're supposed to be dead. Okay, okay, fine. Whatever. He somehow survives it. Um, sure. Okay. Well, I mean, 
Vegeta did it, like in power up tournament of power. So I guess so. <laughs> like so, yeah. Uh, so I, I didn't, I didn't. Again, I just disregarded it. And uh, now the thing that I thought was interesting, uh, yeah, when everything was revealed, I'm like, oh man, like it's all, it's all a trick. And I'm like, hey, that's this whole whole backstory of the. I thought of going back like to the very beginning and whatnot of like you know like this Tony stole all my stuff. He fired Yo, me. And they got the oh, box that, of that. scraps, guys, from Iron Man One. <laughs> you remember that guy? You remember that guy no, that was like I, I, working on like the Ironmonger suit and like Obadiah Stain gives that iconic line. Tony Stark was able to build this in a cave. With a box of scraps, like they got no, the guy no. he was yelling at. No, I didn't. I didn't recognize anybody. See, that's the thing. I didn't recognize a person. So I was like, "Whoa, that's oh, so it's one of those, eh?" Uh, that was interesting of uh, the manipulating um, of his technology and manipulating that, and it, it, it was it was the the whole uh, the whole challenge that. Um, um, that uh, what's his name um, presented uh, was interesting because like it, it was all about what you could what you can see and like what was real and what what appears to be real but isn't actually real and having to like the like you know that there's a wall there like that's what Peter was doing yeah, right well, like, a, that's not like he's able to like fool you with illusions in such a way that it makes it look real what definitely the way they implemented mysterious part powers mm-hmm. easily the best part of the movie easily those yeah, dream would... sequences were like he's fighting spider spider-man it's like mm-hmm. those that might be like the best use mm-hmm. of like a spider-man villain's powers or like one of the most like entertaining spider-man fights i've seen since mm-hmm. maybe sam raimi's spider-man 2 like, oh, yeah. I'm not saying that there haven't been cool Spider-Man fights since, but mm-hmm. never since then have I seen a villain, a villain's like particular set of skills or like abilities used in such a way to mm-hmm. translate to like cinematic spectacle. Like it was just like yeah, yeah, it was incredible. very intriguing, very com- thought compelling uh, to to watch. Then yeah, definitely thought compelling. The um him like falling through. I think yeah, the, yeah he was in that like I think that complex, and then he was falling through the the uh um, like in the dream sequence he was like falling through the like see like the on the ground and there the different levels or something like that and uh, I thought that was quite and very interesting. Yeah, and like when he like had all the like statues of the dead avengers like standing and he was standing on top of yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 um, iron man came out of the grave as like an Bro, iron was, zombie geez, like, like yeah, that was definitely. sick yeah exactly like really messing with trying to mess to see the cycle see that that was the thing i like the psychological warfare of him messing with his 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 mind and and it was really tested. Um, uh, uh, I think it tested um Peter's um not only his his ability to trust, but also um what he 
who yeah who you could who you could, you could trust but it didn't matter who you could trust to be honest yeah. it, it, like it Mysterio even used Peter Parker's trust against him when he like yeah and like he first thought he, that he was his friend when like really he was just out to like steal his technology yeah and, like, see that was so I easily was think that Quentin Beck in this movie they executed him the best way they possibly could have like because that's the type of villain that Mysterio is. Like his power is not necessarily in like his physical strength or in like energy projection or even it's in like his ability to manipulate and like he's like Houdini on steroids. Like it's in his ability <laughs> to like create spectacle and to like create the illusion that he's more powerful than he actually is. When in reality, he's just some clown in a fishbowl helmet that Spider-Man could like take out in two seconds. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they did, did a good job, job of, like giving, making him a real villain with real threat and like real stakes, while also not losing sight of like who he really is. Because assuming he does, he did actually die at the end. He died like a bitch, bro. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, really? Like that's that's the way you want to go, eh? Yes, yeah. That was the Quentin Beck. Um, like how he's I thought it was dumb. I, I was so stupid. Like how he, um Peter gave him Edith. I was like, what? Why was, did you yeah, give him? Exactly. Come on, bro. Like, like, really? Like, for me, I blamed Peter Parker less for that and Tony Stark more. It's like, you see, that's why you don't leave your tech in the hands of teenagers, man. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I guess so. I, I thought, well, I mean, that meant The kid doesn't know any better. Like, I mean, he, I mean, he, he's he, the letter was pretty clear. It's, to, it's for you, bro. Like, you don't just give it to anybody. Come on, man. Like, yeah, but really the, point, the point of that the movie was trying to make is that he's trying to run from his responsibility. That, yeah. Like, it feels like the these goggles or like these glasses are representative of the great expectations that are placed upon him after to Tony Stark died. Yeah. And. He, he doesn't want that. He's trying to run from that. And like, I get what they were going for with that, but terrible decision. Terrible yeah, decision. yeah, yeah. And that was idiotic. Was, in fact, yes, yeah, exactly. Um, the now, I yeah. Or overall, how it ended, how that the movie ended after the 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 whole the full whole fight. Now, though, that the fight, and I thought. It was so cool having the drones, like how the drones were just multiple. Like you couldn't trust. It's very interesting how you couldn't trust what you could see and what was real and what wasn't, and because the the the, the illusion of certain things and how it was like terrorizing the entire like city, uh, which was very very fascinating. <laughs> and no, I didn't understand his motive. Like really, he was willing to destroy yeah, the entire city. Yeah, like, really, just so he can. That's where he got running. into a bit of like mustache twirling t- territory. Because like at first he was just like some some guy who was trying to like stick it to Tony Stark. Now that he's dead, but like now it's like he's trying to be the um the world hero, the next world hero. That 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 is. So I'm like, come on, man. Like, dude, that's 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 been much. Um, I he. He got a lot of pride in in, in a lot of you guys yeah. getting a little prideful, um, and, and, and like, bro, like we all like that kind of stuff rarely ever works. Like it took us less than a year to figure out that like Jussie Smollett or like Juicy Smollett as like Dave <laughs> Chappelle was like full of crap. That took us like less of a year to figure that out. 
And like not even bro, like common sense. We're poking not holes even, in that bro. story from not. the second they said it. Yeah, bro. <laughs> like, even, bro. You like, think you could be able to fool the entire world? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, come on, man. Like, you know, really? Like, uh, uh, see, see, okay. To say least, yeah. Like, you know, his he was very convincing, very convincing. Obviously, visually, because that's what people go off of. Like most people, like they go off of like. Obviously, like if you if you're seeing lightning, freaking lightning coming from the sky, you're going to assume that that's lightning. You're not you're not gonna. Oh, hmm, I'm gonna wonder if that's actually. I'm gonna actually. Well, I mean, it is lightning because it's coming from a drone, but like it's yeah. Simulated Maybe lightning. I'm more used to like the more skeptical, like mutant phobic <laughs> public that like I've come to know from Marvel because like even in like the original Fantastic Four story where, like, Galactus showed up. After, like, the Fantastic Four made Galactus go away, people started being like, hmm, was Earth ever really in danger? Like, was Galactus ever real? Or was it just you (laughs) using your, like, fancy powers to make it seem like that was what was happening, when it's really, like, just you trying to look like... It's like, bro, a giant purple guy from space descended from the heavens with like this giant tuning fork on his head talking about how he's going to eat the planet (laughs) (laughs) that's a little bizarre come on bro like that's a little little much like really like can you really make that up can you really make that up like you can't make this stuff up bro like (laughs) yeah like i i I thought that that like it didn't matter who, who, what types of. Obviously, I understand that those are some people, but like, again, it doesn't matter because when you again when you are simulating natural disasters, it doesn't matter who you are. You're going to freaking freak your mind out. Like you're gonna lose your mind. Yeah, it's like, whoa, yeah. okay, I'm gonna run away. I'm not about that. Whoa, okay, yeah, like most people. Oh, are it's not real, people. guys. Don't worry about it. Oh, everyone's like panicking around you, and like mm-hmm. all of a sudden you get like flattened by like falling debris. It's <laughs> like, yeah, like wh- whether or not what is real and what's not, most people aren't willing to take that risk. It doesn't. It really, it, most people. I, I bet you, it, it wouldn't matter. You, if you do a poll, would it matter? Would you actually to actually go in uh, to uh, ask people? If you were in that in the position, um, I'm not uh, saying you shouldn't have run. Like I'm not saying like it wasn't a oh, dangerous okay. situation to be in. I just don't think that. People would believe that. I think eventually people would have figured it out. Like eventually oh, people yeah. would have found out. Like long after the fact. Oh yeah, you know people. You know, I, I think that people would. Have I'm just saying it's a it pretty out. poor constructed plan on Mysterio's part. Yeah. No. In for 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 momentary for momentary gain, I think that. Yeah, for a moment again, people people move on. I'm like, you're not that much, bro. Like you're not like you're not you're not you're not really that great, but like okay. Yeah, like, like the MCU man, we got like gods and like monsters running around. Yeah, like, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, bro. Like they saved the universe, man. You saved the earth. Like, come on now, man. Like, you're not really that big a deal, chill. Like, relax yourself. Like, <laughs> up in this town. Yeah, like, that, how it, now, how he screwed over Parker in the end here. I was like, what? That Dang. was, whoa, that was my. I was, I was like, no, he's not going to do it. I was thinking, no, there's no way. And he did just a glass little Hail Mary. Oh, if I go, it's just what, and he said, he said it to our guy. <laughs> I was like, yo. That was yeah. <laughs> when I saw that in the theater, 
I did not know what to think. I'm like, I either love this or I hate this. <laughs> and depending on how Spider-Man 3 is executed will determine my opinion on it. Right now, I'm definitely in between. But, like, in terms of Spider-Man Far From Home, like, as a whole for me, like, <sighs> I'm so torn on it because you got this one side of me that's just, like, watching it as a movie. And, like, mm-hmm. as a movie, it's a very entertaining film. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah, a very it entertaining, yeah. very, like, mostly well-written, albeit mm-hmm. with some flaws. Mm-hmm. But, like, overall, it's a, it's a, very, it's a very solid, very good movie mm-hmm. but the spider-man fan in me who grew up on like spider-man the animated series from the 90s or spectacular spider-man or like reading the spider-man comics or like B- brian michael bendis's ultimate spider-man i couldn't help there were several points during that movie where i couldn't help but sit in the theater gritting my teeth first of all the whole tony stark thing like i get that Spider-Man looked up to Tony Stark in this version. Many other versions of Spider-Man do. Like, they have a sort of similar dynamic in, like, Ultimate Spider-Man, where, like, Tony Stark is the more, like, older, like, the more older, more seasoned veteran hero, while, like, Spider-Man is just sort of starting out. But the way that they frame it in the film is just, like, they placed way too much of an importance on Tony Stark to the point where Mm -hmm. they were trying to replace it felt like they were trying to replace uncle ben with tony stark and this is where yeah, I run yeah, into, yeah this is where i run into like this dial this inner dialogue with my mind because on one hand a lot of changes that they've made for this iteration of spider-man i completely understand why they changed them because they're trying to distance themselves from the toby Maguire and andrew garfield movies to justify their existence because the average moviegoer, when they see that mm-hmm. the third Spider-Man reboot that we've had in the last, like, 20 years, they're going to be like, eh, I don't know if I want to check out another, like, kid Spider-Man again. Like, they want, which is why they're leaning so heavily into these elements of Spider-Man's character that aren't necessarily super important to the mythos. That's why we're getting a movie about, like, Spider-Man going to Europe when, like, all of his stories mainly take place in New York. Or, like, that's why we got like this new iteration of like MJ, mind you, a new iteration of MJ that I really enjoy, but isn't the classic MJ that like comic book fans are familiar with. That's why they changed characters like, say, the dynamic of characters like, say, Flash Thompson, or why they gave him like uh, Ned Leeds as like his like best friend, which a lot of those changes Mm. I really like. I really Mm. like those changes. But when you change things like Uncle Ben, and like his dynamic with Aunt May, two elements that are fundamental to who Spider-Man is, that's when I have a problem. You mm-hmm. cannot, mm-hmm. under any circumstances, replace Uncle Ben with Tony Stark. I get it. I get that Uncle Ben's death has been, for lack of a better phrase, done to death. Like, we're literally <laughs> beating a dead horse every single time we see the death of Uncle Ben. Like, mm. it feels like they're constantly, like, digging up his grave. Like, every two, I mean, how many, is it every, every four years, you just like, hey, yeah, Uncle Ben, uh, we're just going to do a seance. Sorry, bro. We're going to wake you up to a little, 
Um, it's like him in the wings, years. man. Like literally everything. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I kill you again. Like <laughs> people might be confused if they don't see the origin story. Like I get that you don't want to see Uncle Ben's death again. I get it, but you don't have to show it. Like you can have it be a part of his story without showing the scene. But mm. like the fact that they don't even touch on it. He's never even mentioned by name. Yeah. Like, you'd think that, like, seeing Peter Parker's problem with, like, Tony Stark dying shouldn't be that, like, oh, uh, I lost my mentor, my father figure who brought me into the Avengers. It should be, like, I was, I had to watch before someone that I love, that I looked up to, being dying and being, like, I had to watch that before. And now it's basically happening all over again. Like maybe <laughs> if I had, maybe if I had done more, or maybe if I had done things differently, maybe I could have saved Tony Stark. Like that was what he should have been thinking, but he wasn't. He wasn't. It was just, oh, I'm sad that he's dead. Oh, I'm sad that he's gone. It's like, yeah, we're all sad, man. Like we're all sad that he's gone, but he ain't no Uncle Ben, and he shouldn't be your Uncle Ben. And like, it's the same with Aunt May. Like the way that they completely wasted her in this movie after like. The yeah, new dynamic that. that they set up at the end of Far From Home that we have never seen in a movie form before. The fact that they wasted her in this movie is unforgivable. Well, she's too young. She, I don't know why she's so young. I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily have a problem with her being young or like with her them casting her as a younger actor. Mostly because like I don't mind looking at Marissa Tomei, but like oh, oh, no, I, mean, I don't have much. Of the I don't have a problem with it. I don't have a problem. It's with just it. like the way that they you. They, she never does anything. She never does anything. She never like says anything useful. She's just there to be like, oh, wink, wink. He's got an Aunt May who's hot now, and it's like, bro, like the fact yeah, that and they showed like, at the end of Homecoming that she found out who she, that she finally found out that Peter Parker is Spider Man could have opened the door for so many interesting storylines. Like that was a big thing when they did it in the comic books. There was a whole issue called the conversation where Peter Parker and Aunt May had to like work through the fact that you were Spider-Man this whole time and you were lying to me, like your entire adult life basically. And like they had to, like it was believable. The same thing with Ultimate Spider-Man. When she found out that he was Spider-Man, she was ready to kick him out of the house. Like (laughs) it was like a real thing that she had to work through to the point where, like, she got to the point where she was okay with him being Spider-Man, where she yeah. was willing to support him being Spider-Man, to the point where she was even letting, like, fellow superheroes like uh, Human Torch and, like, Iceman live in her house. It felt earned. Because you actually had a point where it's like, hey, you're Spider-Man. I kind of have a problem with my underage teenage boy throwing himself into danger every day. Like, they actually addressed that. But here in this movie, it's just like, oh, you're Spider-Man. Okay. Sure. That's and- it. I get that there's a time gap. I get that the whole Thanos thing happened. I get that there's the blip. But not one scene? Not one scene? Like, you could have done a flashback. You could have done, like, a like, like a memory of, like, you could have had one, at least one thing where it's be like, you know, I didn't know about how I felt about you being Spider-Man before, but, like, seeing how much good you did for the city and, like, seeing how, like, you helped save reality, now I kind of feel like I'm okay with it. You know, something! Something! Mm-hmm. But no, like she's mm. there for like maybe one or two scenes and like half of it is just banking on like, oh, like she's sleeping with Happy Hogan now. OK, like that's it. 
Like, they just yeah. completely squandered her character. Like, two essential aspects of who Spider-Man is. His relationship with Aunt May and his relationship with Uncle Ben. Glossed over completely. Just for the sake of, oh, we're different. Oh, we're not. This ain't your daddy, Spider-Man. It's like, yeah, dude, I get it. But, like, you still got to add at least some sort of Spider-Man iconography that made fans invested in his character. And, like, aside from the fact that, like, I really... The way that they talked about Tony Stark in this movie really made it sound like... Really made it feel like they were placing more of an importance on the relationship than I feel like was actually there. Like, mind you, I did like their dynamic in, like, Civil War and in Infinity War and Endgame where, like, Tony Stark sort of came to see Peter Parker as, like, sort of a surrogate, you know? Like, he's sort of like, like, I'm responsible for you because I'm the one who, like, drafted you into this, like, crazy superhero world and I feel responsible for you. But I never really got the sense that oh, Tony Stark is, like, his father figure or anything. It's like, I never really got to me, like, no, mentor. Like, maybe, like, older brother, sort of. Or, like, like, to me, it felt, it always felt like Spider-Man was more Iron Man's, like, pet project more than he was, like, his surrogate son, necessarily. Yeah, I see, see, I thought, so I, I, so I, I agree that I don't, so if I would have, so if I would have done this, I would have had, yeah, definitely them um, kind of just basically abolishing all of like uh, Uncle Ben's legacy, um, and as uh, you could say, the groundwork for um, Peter's birth into Spider-Man. Uh, I I would have not done that. And that was just it's too central to his character. Uh, so I would have kept that as it has been historically depicted before. Um, they didn't. You don't have to do the whole scene, like you said. You don't have to do that, but at least have that be there um, to some degree. Um, now and then, on top of that, now I would have. Now, what I wouldn't have done is uh, I would have had. I have no problem with having Iron Man having a very integral and impactful like um, um, relationship with um, with Peter. No, I have no problem with no, that. No, no, no. no. I would have. What I just would have done. I would have not had maybe that like, he was some type of a father figure. One, one reason. And I, I'm not saying that Tony is the greatest person to look up to. He's not exactly the, the greatest. He's come person a long ever. way, definitely. Yeah, he's come. He's come a lot. He's, he has come a long way, and there are, I, I do think that there's a lot of things um, you can, Peter could learn, and I think that I think, and this is where the aspect of the father argument I could understand where people aspect where people can understand is where um, that uh, I think that P, I think for for um, uh, for, for Tony, he thought. He 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 felt like how, how could I say that um, nothing that his relationship with Peter was be, be, was solely because of this, but um, that he could see something in Peter that he 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 wished he had himself, and that yeah. he wanted Peter to be he wanted to be help steer P- Peter on on a path that he would he he didn't he he wish he wouldn't have gone on. I think I think that, that is one aspect because really and truly, like in the happy kind of touched on this a bit. That one, I mean, we you know this. Um, Tony lived a very well. You could say I don't want to say depraved, but troubled. Like, 
yeah, a very troubled life. I mean, he was an alcoholic. He had a lot of a, um, a very um, a workaholic, an alcoholic, of, of a lot of, um, you could say, um, well, over the years, a lot of very, um, and this, this then the, the shows, in, well, the, the, alcohol, the alcoholism and the workaholic, yeah, definitely, they showed that over the years, <laughs> uh, glimpses of that and iterations. Yeah, they don't necessarily um, touch on, like, the volatile nature of, like, Tony Stark mm-hmm. as much in the movies. Yeah, in the in the comics, it's 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 well established that uh, he has a very he can be it's, especially with his relationship with with Penny, um, has not been pepper. the pepper pepper sorry, um pepper has not exactly been the on Gray's terms. Like um, in the comics, he actually he and Pepper only had like a short term relationship, and she ended up like breaking up with him and marrying Happy Hogan. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. No, yeah. no, I don't know that. Uh, I do not know yeah, that. Tony Stark is always his own worst enemy. Yeah, he, he is. He's very. It's Tony to me, as as though his um in his brilliance and everything. A lot of times he's he yeah he is his worst enemy and uh he he to he's yeah it, it's very self destructive uh, at times in 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 kind of his be behavior and his kind of you would say paranoia. So again, Hogan said it as well for himself like tony was a person that questioned everything he ever did i'm not quite a question yeah. everything he ever did I can was, yeah yeah exactly like he um i i i i thought that part of of him i think that that part of him of yeah tony recognized that oh here is a here's a kid who one has a great potential? Who already is a hero himself, but he's a very, very young Ray. Um, when they first met, was very young. Really, like he, he was seriously such an amateur. My gosh, like leave having is. Uh, it, when you really look at it, that was really funny. You no, know, like he was like out his... running around in gym clothes. <laughs> yeah, was, like, come on, bro. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keeping his stuff in. He's uh, I, I, I never forget the scene, but I, I remember. I think like he uh, um, or he kept his like his clothes like the in suit. a floorboard above his like in his room. Like <laughs> yeah, it's like really really amateur stuff. Like come on, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like what what the the in his closet or something. Like, yeah, at least Toby McGuire had a chest. Like, yeah, right. Like, at least he had a chest to put it in. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I, I thought of that aspect of him. He saw that oh, he just this kid is really young and uh, not as one aspect of a superhero, but just as a as a boy, as a and a future man that he has he has a potential to impact this kid's life to make sure that on personal decisions to not go down that same path that he went on that he could be a better you could be better than I could and I think as a mentor, they really touched on that in Homecoming when Tony Stark was alive. When he was like, I was just when Spider Man was like, I was just trying to be like you, and Tony Stark was like, I want you to be better. It's like that, I think, was a great execution of that. But I felt like they just like banked on it way too much and like pushed it way too much and far from home. And they didn't push it, in my opinion, for the right reasons. Like every time that like Spider Man loses someone, there's always that undercurrent of like Uncle Ben. Like, and the problem that I have with this movie is that there are so many opportunities that I saw. That you could have addressed it. You could have brought it up. Like, like when he was like seeing those like 
in the final fight with Mysterio, but Mysterio was hitting him with all of those like uh, illusions and like was talking about yeah. like his insecurities with like Spider with like Peter Parker. What I thought was going to happen was oh. that like Spider Man having to you like save Uncle thoughts and like use this like spider sense to like discern like what's really there and what really isn't. I thought that the turning point was going to be that like he closed his eyes, and at least his dream sequence where like so, there's this voice that's out of frame that goes like, "Hey kid." You're not done yet. And he looks up and there's Uncle Ben. And he's like, oh my gosh. Like, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry I let you die. I don't know if I'm strong enough. And it's like, nah, your worst not done yet. Like, you're like, you're all you're all this city has right now. So you gotta like pull your socks up and like save the day. That's what you gotta do. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Great power comes great responsibility or something. That would have been perfect. But yeah. no, no, that's like, it. Oh, God, they didn't, they didn't. <laughs> Yeah, just breathe a little, a little exactly. faster and like you know. Just... Yeah, he and he didn't even see the thing is, I would have thought I I thought that um I, he would have Mysterio at the very least would have used the the um because he was he was used Mysterio used everything he could possibly use him as a cudgel to just hit him over the head to just like yeah. attack him. He didn't even he could have used the fact that his uncle died. Like, well, that, that wouldn't make sense because he doesn't know. He doesn't know. He wouldn't know about Uncle Ben. He knows everything about him. What are you talking about? He, knows everything he wouldn't about know that. Him. Well, I get. I don't, I don't, maybe. I. Get, I mean, yes, he did. I mean, he, they did a whole research on everybody. What do you mean? Like you yeah, tell me, he doesn't. He doesn't know basic fact that his uncle died when he was a kid. Like, yeah, that's why? true. You know, yeah. they never even say it. Now that I think about, it, they never said it out loud. They never mm-hmm. said. This kid's uncle died. Like Peter Parker never said, I lost my uncle. Or like, I just lost someone really close to me, like not too long ago. Or I'm Spider-Man because I failed to save someone really close to me. It's just like they have that like vague line in the Civil War when he's like, if you have the power to like do good things, then you have a moral obligation to do those things. Wait, no, no, that's that's amazing, Spider-Man. Uh I think he's um something along the lines of like, uh, if you choose, if you can do good things. And if you can stop bad things from happening and you don't, and then the bad things happen, they happen because of you, is what he said. Like, that's pretty much, like, the only illusion that we got to, like, his origin story of, like, hey, my inaction led to Uncle Ben dying. But, like, they never even mentioned, like, hey, my uncle died, or, like, hey, like, I'm sad because, like, I failed to save my uncle, or, like, I blame myself for my uncle's death, or, like, I lost someone close to me. Nothing. Nothing. Never mentioned by name. Never said. Like, and then there was that other scene where he's, like, Oh, I don't think Aunt May could handle if I was Spider-Man after everything she's been through lately. It's like, wh- what the heck does that mean? Like, <laughs> that's nothing. Yeah, 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 exactly. I, I did not like. Yeah, I didn't like that either. I yeah, I did not like that either. I I thought when you brought up Aunt Aunt, Aunt May. I, I I did not. I I thought that. See, this is what the perfect scene that I was hoping when I was first watching, I was hoping that they would do something like this. That um because I, I suspected they would obviously um touch on the fallout of Endgame, obviously, for obvious reasons. 
um, and whatnot, and well, how that would affect. I didn't expect them to do it as much as I did, but like I, I, I was glad they did that. Um, so that's one thing. Um, but the the other thing that I, I thought that they would do on on the in the movie uniquely in the movie that I thought they would have a lot more. Em- the, I thought uh, um, Miss Aunt May would have a lot more time um, with uh, Peter. Like you would have like oh yeah. he would go through something like he would, like he's tasked would hit through the wall like he's just like he, he just cannot figure this out and he needs like you know like uh, everybody's like everybody that he, he loves is um has been uh everybody loves has been taken or something like that and you can't help him or he he just he needs some well, I, say, I guess you could say he, he needs an iris pet, pet talk <laughs> yeah, yeah really, really like, because if you're looking at like in terms of like familial speaking like it may is literally all he has literally all he has he has no one else like she's his only person who a knows his secret b that he can like actually confide in and trust and like b that actually like cares cares about him like in an intimate level and like yeah he has mj now but like in terms of like who he knows he can trust like it may is all he has and like i hate how he like come just completely like treats her as like an afterthought completely like disregards her like in the comics like every single minute like of his mind like yeah. dominates his motivation is like oh mm-hmm. i gotta take pictures for the daily bugle or else like my aunt won't be able to pay the bills or like oh i gotta mm-hmm. keep my secret identity secret from my aunt because she's like mm-hmm. 80 and like if she finds yeah. out that i'm spider-man she'll probably have a heart attack and die or something like yeah um, like, doc Ock is out of prison but i gotta check on Aunt me like and see if she's all right like yeah, it was like, like even in some cases like I, oh i have to stop doc Ock from marrying my aunt because i don't want doc Ock to be my stepdad like <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah <no>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, matters. yeah she should matter yeah, exactly. Yeah, she. Yeah, yeah. That 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 was something I I am not. Um, I I really did not like. I I I was very disappointed to see that they did not play up that uh relate the relationship. I did not. They didn't do even one scene. If they had one scene of saying, you know, even even you know what, even in the context of what they were going for, I would have been okay with even him. You know what. He just breaking down because they haven't really had a chance to really talk about what um um uh to, um that that conversation um about what um um Stark meant to Tony what Tony meant to um Peter and what how that's affected to him and, and just everything all together and him just saying that it's just too much it's just too much and just I would have I would have preferred exchanging that happy moment for um Aunt May. I would have liked yes. that. Like, yes. of, you know, how the happy comes in, in perfect. Happy when um he he meets um um happy on in the uh, what where was he in Norway or Norway? Well, I think it was in Norway. What Norway? Yeah it was some some sort of Scandinavian country I think. Um and he, he was like uh I need that help and he comes on and on the ship that um Aunt May is with him. Uh, yeah, Aunt May is with him. She's um, she's like, oh, like, oh, Peter, you all right? Are you good? Like, what, what, what's going on? And she's like, oh, oh and there's the whole thing gives him, and like, you know what? And they and um, uh, uh, um, happy goes outside. You know what? I'll give you some time. I, you know, I, I'll give you guys a moment. He goes out and she does her thing. He he laments. There's this laments of the, all everything that's happening that he's just 
overwhelmed and he doesn't know what to do, can't save his friends, um, and he, he, he dealing with the Tony Stark, just the whole, the, the whole bit. And she gives him some just good, sound, loving wisdom, comforts him, and and tells him just uh, um, what what. what Tell, yeah, tell, give him would be perfect of what Happy told him, but what it would even more, and just saying that he doesn't have it would to mean do more. that. Yeah, it would, it would mean more coming from her, and yeah. it, it would be a real moment. If they had that, I would be fine. Hands off, I would be fine. Okay, that's that's cool. They, they, I didn't need to see any more. Like if they if they did that, I would prefer them to do more. But if they did, I yeah, like if they did that, that, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, but no. But no, they didn't do that. Like they didn't do anything with like Ant- or like anything with like the classic nature of like who Spider-Man is. And like the other thing that I really didn't wasn't a huge fan of was like I just felt like they leaned way too much on like the goofier aspects of the stories like, you know, like the whole like high school Shena- wacky shenanigans of like oh we're going to europe and like oh his friend flash thompson is trying to make some time with the girl but he's underage because he's in the because bl- he was in the blip or like oh peter parker's got a love triangle with uh mj and this random guy brett who like brett caught him with his pants down and he took a picture and he's gonna show mj and it's like what what are we doing like just oh, so much i don't time. I don't think it was the wacky shenanigans. I thought that was just okay. Like he, I, I thought it was just like uh, the 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 whole um you talk about on the plane and stuff. That was just like I thought that was. But it just funny. didn't have like funny. the emotional weight that it I expect to. from like a Spider-Man. Like if you look back at like the to- and I hate to compare franchises because I know it's they're trying to separate themselves from it, but. If you go back to like the Tobey Maguire films, it's like it's constant emotional conflict. Like dudes like has to deal with like the fact that like his best friend thinks that like he killed his father and like his like basically like hates him, like hates everything he does. Like he has to deal with the fact that like he can never be there for like the love of his life, Mary Jane, that like he's constantly having to like disappoint her and can't even tell her why. Like his aunt is like his house she is going on foreclosure. And he can't even, like, scrape up enough money to make rent, let alone, like, save her house. And, like, she basically has to, like, lose his house. And, like, that's real stuff. Real stuff. But in this movie, what are we spending most of our time focusing on? Like, Peter Parker not knowing if he wants to, like, live up to Tony Stark's legacy. And love triangles. And, like, Ned has a girlfriend now that he just met on the plane. Or, like, it's just I mean, not I what I come to expect from a Spider-Man story. Okay, hold up. I don't think that the idea of him having love triangles again. I don't hate the idea. I thought the the guy the the guy the, the other dude. I thought that was weird. I I I I, I could have done it without it. But the idea of him like wanting to spend time with MJ, I just thought he was just trying to be normal. It was just trying to. I be mean, like I get. I, I do it's not the <laughs> love triangle. Like if they wanted to do a love triangle, fine. I just felt like they played it up way too much for laughs and not enough for like emotional conflict. It was just more like, oh, this is a thing that's happening. That's like, oh, isn't his life complicated? It's like, you know, like if you want to do like they've done love triangles in Spider-Man stories a lot, mm-hmm. but in them, like they actually meant something. Like with the whole like. MJ, Peter, and Gwen dynamic. It's like he's actually mm-hmm. torn between these two people, 
and yeah. like who he like, likes for both of them for different reasons. But like, I never really got an indication in the movie that MJ even really liked Brad. Yeah, like, no, it was more. It was more just like a. It was very one sided. I was like, yeah, bro. Did, did she even like him? Like, I don't think she's interested, bro. Like, like, never once did I look at that love triangle and think that, oh, Peter Parker might not actually get the girl this time. Or like, oh, they might not actually, like, they might actually go differently. I knew exactly how it was going to end, which for me is, like, it's a waste of time. Like, if you're not going to do something interesting with it, if you're not going to, like, try and, like, turn on some... I'm not saying you have to, like, break the barrier or anything. Like, if you're not going <laughs> to try and, like, add any, any like, original emotional weight to it, it was just literally there just to fill time. It's like, well... I could have done without it. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I, I I agree with that. The the I I just thought that the um I I do think that the the love triangle I I regret like I could have done without him. I don't I didn't mind the, the relationship aspect. I I thought that most of those things were more just his just desire just be normal. That was that was what really I just thought of of what uh, what's his asked him right it was just yeah do you, what do you want what do you want to do um after free blew up on it yeah like my, it's not necessarily like that's the whole thing about like my thoughts on this movie like it's not necessarily my problem that they had the love triangle in it it's that they didn't take the opportunities to do as much with it as they could have like i didn't have a problem with them including Peter mourning Tony Stark. It's just that I didn't feel like the emotional impact that was there was there for the right reasons. Like I didn't have a problem with like the fact that like Ned got a love interest. It's just that the way that they did it, it was just clearly for comedy's sake and not for character development, like at all. The point where like at the end it's just like, oh, we broke up. Just want to see other people. It's like, yeah, spent the whole movie wrong with this. Like, it just was break up. Like, okay, and that's the joke. I get that, but like, can't help but feel like waste of time. Like, waste of time, and like everything else. Though the whole like Quentin Beck, the whole Quentin Beck plot, I thought was handled pretty well, albeit with like some contrivances and like like conveniences. Like that whole scene in the bar. Where he's like congratulating mm-hmm. everyone while like fully mapping out his master scheme from like mm-hmm. start to finish everything he's done. I thought that was ridiculous. Like on Dr. Doofenshmirtz levels of like <laughs> what? Like but he's like, and thank you for uh, making sure that, like, getting all the information that we needed on Peter Parker for, like, having his house followed, and like, for you for um getting the for getting all the technology that we needed for hacking into the uh, Edith database for like getting us everything that we needed to like make Mysterio come to life, and for you, good sir, for like crafting the Mysterio identity and for like making my costume and all. It's like what? Like, I would have given for getting me a hot dog. It's like what? Like what? Who does that? Like I would have given, I would have been willing to call this the best movie of all time if, like, the entire time that like Quentin Beck is giving this whole speech, like after he finishes, he just looks over to Peter Parker, and he's just like sitting there with his arms crossed, like, what did you say? Like, (laughs) (laughs) I would have been willing to call it the best movie of all time if that happened, but in fact, it did not. Like. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. 
Uh, like, yeah. That's my problem with that's why I'm so split on this movie because my problem is not necessarily that they decided to go in a different direction with Spider Man. It's that along the way they lost sight of who Spider Man is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think like, even that's... now, like, now, like, we could go back to the argument of okay, first homecoming. I get that he relied too much on the suit. I get that they didn't address Uncle Ben, but it's the first movie, you know. Like maybe like l- further down the line, it's like the Star Wars sequel effect, you know. Like yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the first movie didn't go dive deep enough into like the character mythos and like the the like legacy as I was hoping. But it's the first movie. Maybe they'll smooth out the edges in the sequel. Mm. And the sequel happens and like, okay, they're going mm. in a different direction entirely. I don't know <laughs> how, if I really like that. But, you know, maybe in the third one, I'll change my mind. Like if they really bring it home for the third one, then we'll <laughs> see. And then, like, the third one comes around and it's like, the third one is going to make or break it. Like, the third one is going to be like, okay, do I like this iteration of Spider-Man or not? Because, like, even now that, like, I was excited at the end of, like, okay, we finally got, like, he knows who he is now. Like, he's not trying to be Iron Man Jr. Like, he's going to, like, just be his own person, be his own superhero, be his own Spider-Man. We're all good. And then what happens at the end? His identity gets out in the public. Now everybody knows this Peter Parker and Spider-Man. It's like, oh, but, but I was looking forward to like a movie of Spider-Man just being Spider-Man. No, now everybody knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Now we're taking away that iconic mm-hmm. aspect of the character that's been around since day one. It's yep. over now. It's like, <sighs> yep, bye-bye. Can't have that anymore. <laughs> I'm like, yep. Maybe it'll just be like the way that they did Aunt May at the end of Homecoming. Maybe it'll be this change to the status quo that we'll think will be a big deal, but maybe it'll just be explained away in five minutes in like the first 15 minutes of Spider-Man 3. Maybe it'll just be like, maybe they'll get a scroll to like impersonate Spider-Man and like to show up with Peter Parker in the same place at the same time and be like, hey, see, I'm not Spider-Man, it's that guy. It's like, maybe that'll happen. Maybe. It's but... a scroll. <laughs> and when, all, when in doubt, blame scrolls. Blame it on scrolls. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I think my thoughts on it, while I enjoy, I thought it was enjoyable movie. Um, I for sure I thought it was an enjoyable movie. There's no doubt about that. Um, as a Spider-Man fan, I thought it was on in some aspects, not in all, and it lacked a lot of luster that I thought it would have. That I thought that they would address a lot of things that they kind they 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 set up before, um, like the Aunt May stuff and the Uncle Ben. Um, I I, I thought that they would really play in on that or address it at some point but they really didn't do any of it really um and uh i, I thought that it would they yeah i thought that the the mysterious part well yeah i i i i thought it, it was cool it was a good sparing the technological aspect of his illusions and cool I, I thought that was pretty cool it was a cool villain very smart um i it was definitely intriguing very compelling got me thinking how is he gonna stop him I, I, good like they did a good job that's what you want for a villain if you want the audience both the audience and the characters to both be um um 
to uh, really be thinking, how are we going to stop this villain? So they, they, did, a, they did a good job, poses a lot of good questions, um, metaphysically and both in the plot that I, I was thinking about, but that's different. Um, so uh, yeah, I now, now my only thing, I, the only thing that I, I will say in the end um, is that um, like, yeah, the MJ thing, um, MJ thing, I, I, uh, again, Zendaya is great. Zendaya is great, always great. She's not a problem. It's not a problem. It's it, her acting is not a problem. Um, it, it's, it's, it, no, she's great. Um, and the dynamic, the, 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 the acting was, it's not, a, I don't think I, I don't know, I don't think I had a problem with any of the actors. I don't know about you, but yeah, I don't I, think they did a solid job with what they were given. Like, I still mm -hmm. maintain that Tom Holland has the potential to be the best Spider Man of all time. Like, he has the potential to do that. Like, and I see that every time they actually give him something to do, or they give him some, like, some meat to chew on, some emotional scenes to work with. Like, when he was, like, lamenting to Happy in Far From Home, when he was, like, stuck under the debris in Homecoming. It's like, he really has, as an actor, he has the power to convey so much emotion through his voice and through his face. Like, he's a really solid actor. And I feel like mm -hmm. if he was given more, if he was given more of those types of scenes, like if he was given more chances to convey emotion to make me feel for him, he has the potential to be the best Spider-Man of all time. But I just feel like the material that he's been given to work with so far is just like very much underserved him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly my feelings. I I, I do think that in Tom Holland, I, I've never had a problem with his acting, uh, and when I, I've always enjoyed watching him. Um, it, it was overall the, the yeah the yeah the question of yeah now it wasn't the acting, but it was the it was more the writing of how his kid the the of what Peter Parker, this iteration of Peter Parker, of what was grounding his um his philosophy, what was grounding his worldview of how he approached the just the um being a hero and what hero but would it be a hero on a both a philosophical and metaphysical level, what that meant to him, what was grounding that. We didn't have any of the foundation that we normally would have had um with the Uncle Ben and stuff. And so that was that that was the part where I I I just didn't I didn't I wasn't out um so uh and a question there's one last thing i, I got i had to ask you uh, we didn't talk about what did what do you think of now what is far from home i, I we gave our, our thoughts on it all together what do you think as um what that means for the future of the mcu and for the next for the next movie and um the uh, what would you like to see um in that movie from what we know hmm well, what does it mean for the MCU as opposed to what I would like to see in the MCU are two very, very different things. Mm -hmm. I think that what the ending of Far From Home means for the MCU going forward is that in the future, we're going to get a much, I feel like we're going to get a much larger focus on like more contained street level stories. Like, it's going to be a while until we see like team up films on the scale of Avengers Infinity War and 
in Endgame, and rightfully so, because yeah, that yeah, took yeah. Like 10 years of buildup. Now we're going into a stage where I feel like we're going to get a lot more like solo stories, where we're going to be building a lot more new characters up. Like we already know that we're getting the Eternals later on. At some point, like we're getting that Black Widow movie, which apparently has nothing to do with anything, <laughs> <laughs> which is coming out Two God knows late. when. Uh, Two we're... years late. <laughs> yeah, like we're getting we're getting all these Disney Plus shows of all these mm-hmm. new characters that I am very excited to see. Like we're getting yeah. Moon Knight, mm-hmm. we're getting a new yeah. Hawkeye, we're getting She-Hulk, She-Hulk we're getting yeah. like all these new and interesting characters. Miss Marvel, all these new and interesting characters with all these new and interesting pathos that like I can't wait to see. And if Disney has their way, mm-hmm. if so, provided that. Sony and Disney can play nice and like provided they can play nice Spider-Man will be at the forefront of what will be the next era of the MCU like he will be their new Iron Man figure basically like the Hmm. MCU will revolve around him as a character that would be my my most educated guess based on the ending of this movie and the very fact that like they saved the scroll Nick Fury reveal for the end of this movie mm-hmm. that seemingly has nothing to do with it, that tells me that Spider-Man is going to be playing a much larger part in the MCU going forward. And I am very excited to see that. I'm very excited to see Spider-Man step up as a leader and as a hero. Mm-hmm. What I would like to see for Spider-Man 3 and just like Spider-Man going in general is Peter Parker growing up a little bit. Is Peter Parker like maturing not necessarily looking so much to like mentor figures and to like like happy hogan and to like adults to like tell him what to do and just being willing to being willing to be rebellious being willing to like make his own decisions being willing to do things that like won't necessarily make him popular in the public eye and that i think is an aspect of the character that they're setting up at the end of far from home that i'm really excited to see like spider-man being under public scrutiny being <laughs> being dogged by my man jay jonah jameson played <laughs> again by dick simmons <laughs> yo talk about return of the king like right <laughs> i was howling in the theaters when i saw that i was like yo right i was like they did it <laughs> i was the one the one publication that you could have put it they put it at the man the, the man the myth the legend Jason and Jameson. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so that, that I'm really excited to see. I'm really excited to see like Spider-Man dealing with the consequences of being a superhero and mm-hmm. not always being liked. Because that's an aspect that I feel like has been lost in this like movie series as well. Mostly mm-hmm. I don't necessarily blame the movies for this. I just don't think that they've necessarily had the chance or the time to address this yeah. side of Spider-Man's story <laughs> at the like is being dogged by the media. And I'm really excited to see that aspect come back, even though his identity is out in the public, which I am not a big fan of at this point. Yeah, I'm going in that direction. And I'm hoping we can see some more of how like Peter Parker's relationships are affected by his life as a superhero. Show us more scenes of Spider-Man dealing with Aunt May. Show him more scenes, show us more scenes of dealing with how his relationship with MJ is affected by him constantly having to like drop everything he's doing to save people that he doesn't even know. Show him how his friendship with like Ned is affected by all this. Show us who Peter Parker is as a person 
what he's willing to sacrifice to do what he does and what it's going to take for him to save the day. That I'm looking forward to seeing. I don't know if we're necessarily going to get that. Like, I want Mm -hmm. more classic Spider-Man stories. Like, I want to see Peter Parker, like, juggling, like, having a job. Like, I want to see him, like, that is what I, as a fan, look forward to seeing in the future. But Mm -hmm. now, only time will tell. Because there's a lot of news that's cropping up with the whole, like, Spider-Man the whole Spider-Man sequel and like with Spider-Man in general and like with Spider-Man, the yeah. MCU, like Spider-Man, this has been a very good era for Spider-Man. The last like two to three to four mm-hmm. years has been like a very good time to be a Spider-Man fan. Like we got Spider-Man mm-hmm. into the Spider-Verse. We got that new mm-hmm. PS4 Spider-Man game. We got that new Miles mm-hmm. Morales PS5 game that's coming out. Like we're getting like all of this Spider-Man content that we're all drowning in. I only yeah, wish yeah. that we had, a, I only wish that we had a good Spider-Man cartoon. <laughs> Sorry, excuse for a Spider-Man show that you have on the air now. That yeah, oh my gosh, that sacrilege, right? Yeah, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's just hot garbage, bro. Coming off from after Ultimate Spider-Man, man, that's that's a shame. Well, we're we're gonna have to wait until the next episode of the Secret Crisis podcast to un to unbox all of that like spider-man news that's been cropping up so join us next time for the secret crisis podcast where we'll dive deep into all of the spider-man news whether it's jamie fox being recast as electro in spider-man 3 whether it's dr strange coming in as his new mentor figure what does it mean for dr strange in the multiverse of madness what does it mean for his connections in the greater mcu overall Find out next time on the Secret Crisis Podcast. We'd like to thank you all for listening to our Spider-Man analytic retrospective. I'm your co-host, Chris Markland. You can find me on Instagram at I am Superfly. That's all one word. That's Superfly spelt with an A, not an E-R. That's I-A-M-S-U-P-A-F-L-Y. I am Superfly on Instagram. Jaden, where can they find you? You can find me at Jaden, J-A-I-D-E-N, dot C Jones, C, letter C, Jones on Instagram. And you can follow the the, the podcast Instagram page at Secret Secret underscore crisis and uh, like and subscribe on on the on. Well, all platforms you currently right now we are on you can find us the the podcast at uh, apple podcast google google podcast spotify rocket rocket cast and uh, um uh radio public um if i believe uh it is is the current lineup of the the where you can find the the podcast um, so like and subscribe. Leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. Um, a five star would be great, but uh, give us whatever you um, you think we deserve. Oh yes, and Breaker Podcast is another platform if you are on that um, currently as of now we are recording. That is where you can find us. So thank you. All right, thank you guys for listening to this latest episode of the Secret Crisis Podcast. Join us next week for part two of the Spider-Man-centric Spider-Man, Spider-Man episode of the Secret Crisis Podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Peace. Peace out, guys.